Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show is outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Dr. Stephen Fitzgerald, his friend Drew, all their friends and family, and all our friends and family worldwide. That includes you. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. show we have today. What a guest we have today. He is the prestigious and distinguished guest, Stephen, Dr. Stephen Fitzgerald, the Director of Faculty Development at Trident University in Orange County, California. He is an organizational psychologist, and he has written countless articles for his peers. However, I would say that the most important thing on his resume, the most acclaimed thing on his resume, is that literally he was the first person I ever hired when I went into my own business many, many decades ago. We have remained close friends to this day. He is extraordinary. He is very special. And one of the things 
things I cherish most dearly is when I'm a guest in his beautiful home uh, and the way I'm treated there. Believe me, I'd rather be there than any hotel anywhere in the world. Welcome to the show, Dr. Stephen Fitzgerald. Hi, everybody, and good morning. It's great to be here, Joyce. Always wonderful to be with you. And always same for me about being with you. Uh, Today we will discuss Trump mania. Dr. Fitzgerald will shed some light on what we can do and what we can't do with all that is happening in America with President Donald Trump at the helm. All Americans need to be willing and able to stand up and speak up for any challenges to our democracy. We must all fight for democracy everywhere, every time, and every way it is threatened. As President John F. Kennedy said, if not us, who? If not now, when? So, Dr. Steve, where do you want to start as we get into (laughs) Trump mania? Where shall we begin? You know, I think the very first step is really just to light your hair on fire and run around the room. (laughs) That's how we all feel today. Believe me. Stop the insanity and stop it now. So what we can do to make this insane world a sane one, what can we do? I'm not sure that we can make it sane, but we can we can make ourselves sane. And so, you know, <clears throat> most people know the old adage in terms of how <clears throat> our our bodies are wired to respond to stress. And that's that's referred to as the fight or flight response when we're confronted with a perceived threat, um, we're pumped full of adrenaline to either <clears throat> confront the, uh, the challenge or to flee from it. So, you know, and we, that, 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 that's the case whether it's a physical challenge like we, you know, see a bear coming at us that's twice as big as we are um, or a, a lion or a leopard or something, or, you know, or it's a, um, uh, a perceived threat, uh, like your, you know, your mother-in-law is coming. <laughs> and, and so, you know, or you're going to have a job with your boss. There's a sense of anticipation about what's going to happen. And that can lead to fear, which, can, which actually mobilizes biochemical responses in the body. So I'm just using that as a metaphor for um, sort of to, to map out two sorts of reactions that I know people have been having um, in terms of the, the election. Those people who were not supporters of Donald Trump, and it's important to note that many people in the country voted for Trump not necessarily as a vote for Trump. There are certainly a, a core of people who voted for Trump, but there are also people who cast their vote, um, yes. uh, you know, elected against Trump. Hillary. But, but but not and not only against Hillary, but just because they they had no better alternative in their minds, you know, or because they were. They saw, you know, there are many Americans who, um, if, but based on their deeply held religious beliefs, feel that uh, that support, federal support for abortion is is wrong, is just deeply wrong, and that we're slaughtering, uh, <clears throat> you know, innocent um, uh, beings uh, day by day in this country, and that they have a moral conviction to stop that. And although they would hold their noses at uh, Trump, in many ways, they see this as a way to, um, you know, potentially uh, make a difference in that, and they have a moral obligation to do it. So there were a lot of reasons, a lot, a lot, a lot of reasons that the vote went the way it, it did. And the two different kinds of reactions that I've that I've been aware of that people have been having are fight or flight, and so could be characterized that way. So flight is. Um, you know, in my my household, my partner was like, I, I wouldn't even let me watch the news after the election. I was just, I could just could not take watching the news. Can't deal with it anymore. I'm so tired of uh, of uh, you know Trump dominating the media cycle day after day after day for you know over a year already, and uh, and now more to come. And uh, just you know the endless uh, um, uh, caustic 
um, you know, response and discussion and outrage and all the rest of it is just too unsettling. So, but I would say that if, if, and that's a, that is a way of people taking care of themselves. So one way of people taking care of themselves is to say, you know, I, I need to disengage. I need to pull back. I need to, um, you know, take care of myself for those who are peace, <coughs> committed to peace in the world. <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. Those who are, um, <coughs> have a background in meditation, um, in collective consciousness and things like that. Um, and folks like that, it's time now more than ever to kick into gear, um, bringing peace and stillness in one's being into the world. Because if you believe that that makes a difference, then this is the time to really act on that belief for all involved um, so that we don't continue to escalate the, um, uh, the stress, the tension, the animosity, uh, and so on and so forth. So that's one direction. And I want to say that, you know, we could criticize one another for our friends and family members who choose to take care of themselves in that way. Um, the, on the other hand, there are those who are in the fight mode. And that is, as, as Joyce, uh, you said at the beginning, it's fighting for our democracy. We have to fight for our democracy. We have to fight for what we believe in. We have to fight for civil rights. We have to um, fight for common decency and respect uh, and so many different values that are being um, or appear to be being challenged, deeply challenged, um, if not undermined, uh, you know, in this uh, with the current administration. So um, one thing that you may not be aware of, and I want to make sure your listeners are aware of, is something called the Indivisibles Movement. So for those of you who are interested in getting into action, <clears throat> who are, um, you know, who are opposed to any of the kinds of things that are going on currently with the uh, Trump administration or who want to be involved in having their voices heard, um, there is a movement that it was uh, created by former congressional staffers who created a guide for, that reveals best practices for making Congress listen. If you go on the Internet, you can look for www.indivisibleguide.com, I-N-D-I-V-I-S-I-B-L-E guide.com. This was just started as something like, here's how it actually works in real practice based on their experience of working as congressional staffers of how you can get your, um, your, Congress, your congressional representatives to listen. And you can download the guide or you can take action locally. And what you can do there is go on and, and enter your zip code and find if there are any indivisible groups in your area. So when I go on and I look at my area in San Diego, California, there's probably about 20 different groups that have sprung up with names like Change Begins With Me, uh, Meet Up Impeach Trump, <laughs> another one called May You Live in Interesting Times, another one called Movers and Shakers, um, and uh, Together We Will, Defending Our Future, Indivisible and California 52nd District, Indivisible Resistance, uh, the Counter Movement, Aim High, and on at Truth Not Tweets, uh, and so on and so forth. So if you've been sitting at home watching TV and just aching to get involved, in, or you've even been calling your, your congressman, your senator, or writing letters or things like that, um, this is a way to connect with other people and to do that in a, in a coordinated way and to get support and to, and to really um, engage in some actions that, uh, that have been found to be effective in the past. And I'll pause there for a minute, Joyce, let you jump in. Yeah, i got to say, first of all, I never heard of it. So I am so grateful to have this website because there's so many people I talk to like me, what can we do? <clears throat> I, I know a lot of people, you know, are doing things locally, writing to their congressmen. So I just clicked on it now. Indivisible and folks, it's I N D I V I S I B L E guide dot com. And like Steve said, Doctor Steve said, you just put in your 
uh, your, uh, that you can download the guide, you can take action locally, and, and get all the information from the PDF, which I certainly will do, because and, uh, there is nothing worse than really freaking out, getting sick over it, rather than using that energy to make a difference and do something. Absolutely, and so there's a, there's a few things I want to say about that. Now, I, I have have been meaning to get involved in a group, and I haven't so far. And it, the, you know, the challenge is, is that so many people are busy professionals. They got families, and you know, involved in their synagogue or their church or their mosque or their community, and so time to focus on these things is relatively limited. But you know, the worst thing is feeling like you're powerless and hopeless. That's, yes. that's one of the worst things that can lead to depression and or fuel depression. And so knowing that you can that there are these opportunities out there and even just sending a note of your support and wanting to be on their list and, you know, those kinds of things, they'll feel supported in that as well. Um, and another thing is that if you are listening and you're in an area and you put in your zip code and you don't see any of these indivisible groups near you, you can start one. Um, you know, if you have two or three friends, you can um, say you want to launch, excuse me, register a group and just, um, you know, create a name for yourself. Put And then what will happen is that when other people in your area who may be also looking and saying, gosh, there's nothing in my area, uh, bam, you know, now you've got a place to draw people to and uh, and engage together. This is particularly important. Like here, you know, it's obviously just about any place in California, along the coast at least in California, you look, you're going to find these groups. You know, California is one of the most democratic states in the country. Uh, but, you know, you have may hopefully have listeners in states that are, you know, prime, uh, lean, generally lean Republican. And so um, having these is a good way to, you know, be able to connect with people in your area and also have a voice to your congresspeople who may not be hearing some of the uh, opposition, especially as you know questions come up about things to be done to Obamacare um, or other things that might affect you directly. Uh, so this is um, this is just very inspiring, and it is uh, you know I've I've heard uh, discussions from um, interviews with people who had been involved in, and actually there was a strategist, a Republican strategist for the Tea Party movement when it was first launched and talking about the similarities between the uh, launch of the Tea Party movement and this indivisible uh, movement. Um, so there's, there's similarities there. It's a, it's a kind of way of having organized uh, resistance. And it's already apparently having some, di um, some impact in congressional um, action because the Democrats are like, you know, I would say for myself, my, my values would say, well, let's try to find common ground. You know, let's not, you know, it's, you know, it's the old adage. It's like, well, you know, do you want to model the behavior you want to see or do you want to, um, you know, do you want to uh, just uh, do tit for tat? And so, you know, the, the, uh, I know the uh, Democratic caucus has been, you know, wrestling with that. Do we try to find areas to uh, work with the uh, Trump administration on uh, and Congress on, uh, you know, the Republican Congress on this? Or do we simply oppose everything as pretty much the Republicans did when Obama got elected? And what we've seen in the past uh, week really is, um, and maybe two weeks, is um, – is a move more toward um, just total opposition uh, rather than uh, looking for areas of agreement so far, but we'll see how that progresses. So this is well, just something I've, is just you, in the, there's a way to channel your energy, and that's, that's the main point here. There are different ways to channel your energy. They are all legitimate, and I think we have to honor the different parts of ourselves too. So it's important to not be so caught up in the television news, which is designed to fuel your anxiety and fear. Yes, Steve, okay. I just wanted to yeah. say, um, you know, when you talked about bringing everyone together, compromise, we've seen in all the actions that's been taken, he's only in office a couple of weeks, already the whole world is laughing at us, they lost respect for us, he's made the world and America a much worse place. So um, I, I love to hear about this, I really didn't know anything about it, and it's quite impressive. 
but everybody was feeling doom and gloom until right after the election when we saw the marches, the people coming out in, yes. in such yeah, the women's numbers. Marches and the, yeah, and yeah. then we stopped feeling we're alone. Look what is happening here all over the world. It wasn't just our country. It was all over that people wanted to stand up against the uh, the copycat for the Putin rule book of authoritarian government, which is right. clearly what it is. Everyone that disagrees with this president, there are tweets immediately going out, and, and he, he, he goes after them, whether it's journalists, Supreme Court, justices, wherever you turn, you disagree with him, and that's, that is the uh, Putin rule book. He, he compliments him on every turn and knocks Everything we know about, stand for, believe in, trust in, he knocks. So I think we're past looking for a way to get together. Uh, Just one other thing, because I get very heated on this. Uh, When uh, Ivanka was let go um, by uh, Nordstrom's, uh, Donald Jr. immediately tweeted, rip up your credit cards, close your accounts. This is coming from the family of our president. This is all bullying tactics and so beneath the office and the family. So we're way past how can we make it work because they take on everyone and everything that disagrees with them. And here Nordstrom's is all over the world. And look how many people they're employing. Rip up your credit cards and close your accounts. So there is there's no going back here. There's no going back. Right, and so I, I would just, I would, and and I, and and that kind of of outrage, you know, makes is justified and makes so much sense. I know I hear these things, and I have, but I, I, I'll speak for myself. Within myself, I, I try to work with the. So, for example, we're talking about can should should Democrats work with the Trump administration on things that they might agree with? Because obviously, Trump is. Um, not a traditional Republican in many ways, and the Republicans themselves, many Republicans, he's you know, torn them apart. So, you know, but if Trump is moving through, for example, um, an enormous infrastructure improvement program that will improve our bridges and roads, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm just, uh, to my knowledge, but this was something he campaigned on, which was something that Obama did and tried to expand in his early years, and the Republicans opposed it at you know in in at nearly every turn. But now <clears throat> Trump is you know wants to propose something like that, which we, we, our infrastructure is crumbling. I want to take it out of sort of like the 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 things like uh, Nordstrom and you know world leaders and all that, which is all true, but bring it down to a practical level. And so he's wanting to, you know if he if he uh, you know proposes. Uh, funding for major infrastructure improvement around the country, which is desperately needed, do Democrats oppose that simply because they're opposed to Trump? And I, I think those are the difficult kinds of questions. It's like where do where do we partner with with the enemy, basically, or the perceived you know devil, uh, in order to in order to uh, get some things that we want, which is the decision that some voters made in voting for him. It's like I can't, you know, I can't stand, you know, his, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, inauthenticity about uh, this and the way he speaks about women and so on and so forth. But if I can get this one major thing that's important to me accomplished, then I, so I, I don't have an answer to that. And I think everybody has to make their own decision. But I think these are the kinds of the groups, uh, kinds of questions that um, the the people joining together in indivisible groups and in other ways will we'll have to uh, wrestle with as we move along Stephen, through this administration. Stephen, you posed a very good thing, and I, I totally get it. If there is good, why don't we go along with that? Because you can't make a pact with the devil. He's not a perceived devil. Since he's uh, been running, there is such a vast amount all over the world of anti-Semitism rising up. It is so bad and getting considerably worse since he brought in Steve Bannon, who's a known 
former involved with the KKK, KKK, definitely anti-Semitic. That's happening all around the world. So to take, you know, a little kink in the arm and, oh, we did something good, it's just really hard to see past the anti-Semitism, past uh, the people that he's putting in his cabinet that have no clue what they're doing, the climate, uh, climate change, the country is for it. They're not listening to any of us. They put someone in charge of that who's anti-climate change. Education, a woman without one day experience in the public school system. So he's saying, and he went on relating to the little guy, relating because he's such a master at, at having his message begotten, but who was he putting in the cabinet? All billionaires. That's with a B, billionaires. So, no, I don't want to make <laughs> absolutely, a pass Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, <clears throat> all of these things are true. And what you were talking about in terms of anti-Semitism, I, <clears throat> I've been looking to see if I could find the uh, the program that I was listening to on NPR on the way home last night from Orange County. I have a long drive. <clears throat> and I was listening to um, an interview with an author of a book that's just out. Um, I don't remember. I was driving. I didn't get it down. I can't really find it right now on the Internet. But this author has written a book about the origins of our modern rage. And this he talks about um, when in the uh, uh, the late 18th century when democracy was you know was being uh, people were envisioning new types of governing systems uh, when they were saying okay now that we're not going to be ruled by um, you know by uh, um, a theocracy um, or um, an autocracy when we're not going to be uh, ruled by the monarch um, you know how should we be governed. And so the ideas, part of his argument was that, and, and he, he traced a thread of critique about democracy and shortcomings of democracy as <clears throat> democracy itself, as designed and envisioned, has the potential to generate um, rage because there's this gap, as I understood what he was trying to say, there's this gap between this espoused value of we are all equal in a democracy, it's one voice, one vote, versus the reality that we're not all equal. And that gap can generate rage. So if you think about um, some of what you, talk, what you were talking about um, earlier, um, Joyce, think about the, uh, you know, how women coped, for example, with not owning property with not being able to vote, the suffrage movement that happened over so many years of time. Think about, you know, African-American, you know, long march. Think about, um, you know, the oppression of uh, Jews. Think about the oppression of gays. Think about what different, um, you know, minority groups have undergone in this march toward a vision of um, equality and equal treatment. So there it there have been catalytic events uh, like this election that generated an outpouring of people hitting the streets that so many people said I haven't seen anything like this like this since the 60s. But that event catalyzed those voices to be lifted up and brought together. Well, in a certain way I see the election as being an outlet for a rage that ha- of, of, that had been hidden for people who, as you know, we've all talked about, you know, it's been you know all over the trying to explain and understand the um, the the news that are just fed up with the in um, <clears throat> intransigence in Congress with the you know can't move anything forward that it just seems like there's so much um, uh, corruption that uh, you know the uh, the money going into political campaigns and through through uh, um, uh, political action committees and so on and so forth and and people who are in the uh, working class minority white uh, minority out in rural areas being largely forgotten not not brought into the voice of common discourse in the country, not being considered as very important, resources pouring into urban areas and not into 
rural areas, um, whole towns being hollowed out. And that kind of, um, that kind of decay uh, could be seen as generating that kind of rage because it's so inconsistent as well with our, our sense. And so I, I, while, <clears throat> while it is easy for me and easy for us, I would say, to scapegoat Trump, and there is every reason to do that, Trump is a, an outcome of dynamics in our society. He's not the cause of them. Now he is a cause. But I would say, what is it that led to that? Because if we don't address those things, then we, uh, we will only um, uh, exacerbate uh, the conditions that could lead to even worse things in the future. One final thing, and then I'll, I'll be quiet for a minute, is that something <laughs> that this author said that was very, very, um, uh, I, I want to understand better what he was saying, was that these kinds of dynamics in a democracy can lead to a deep-seated desire for a strong man to come in and rule, for a strong hand, for a strong leader. And this is exactly what we've got with, or at least people you know, who voted that way perceive with Trump. He presents himself that way as this ironclad, I'm the only one who can do this. You know, I'm really tough. I'm going to you know, tear up the fabric of this system that's just not working anymore. Uh, you know, and so um, there's something about the dynamics. Uh, there may be something, according to this author, in the dynamics of, uh, of how our democracy is constructed itself that can generate uh, deep-seated rage that remains hidden for a long time and also that um, can lead to the, uh, um, the desire for the um, elevation and election of, of, a, of an autocratic leader. So I thought yeah, that was all I totally fascinating. Get I yeah. get what you were sharing. It was like he gave permission for all the bad guys to come out of the woodworks from the Ku Klux Klan, white supremacists, <laughs> anti-Semitic people, people against civil rights. It's like if, he yeah, opened up of, that if, door. If you think about it, where, when, what, was, what was the big outrage that, that the, at least that I remember that started this whole, you know, the very early days of the Republican primary was Trump's focus on, you know, we're too politically correct. That's too politically correct. We're too politically correct. And, you know, and so he, he basically, you know, gave, that was the gateway to open up. It's okay. You can really say what's in your hearts and, and on your minds. You don't have to, you know, put, uh, you know, mince your words here. And it, it what as I said to one uh, one friend here in um, in California, friend's mom, I really didn't know which way um, she'd be leaning at the time, and then found out that she was not a, fa a fan of uh, of Trump and was very afraid. Um, <clears throat> is, is that um, it's not so much uh, what, what's deeply concerning is not as it's yes it's Trump, but it's more what's in the hearts of the people that this has revealed. That's what's most disturbing. Well, so much of it is, is disturbing wherever you turn. I just want to share some of my favorite quotes to put things in perspective to support people in going to that invisible movement, and I will get that word out. I had not heard about it till today. Edmund indivisible. Burke, in, indivisible. What did I say? Invisible? Yes. <laughs> it had been no, invisible you to that. you, but it's indivisible. Indivisible. One nation, justice for all. All right, Edmund Burke, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. I'm going to say for good men and women to do nothing. Also, he said, nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little. Uh, Shimon Perez uh, a great, great leader of Israel said, uh, it, it is better to be controversial for the right reasons than to be popular for the wrong reasons. And I cite that because I think of every single Republican who is not voting their conscience. The, you know, kind of word leaked out a lot where they didn't want to vote for some of these people, but they want to be popular. They don't want to get in, into uh, Trump's 
uh, firing range. So the so Shimon Press says it's better to be controversial for the right. So they're being popular for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Voltaire said, every man is guilty of all the good he did not do. And those who can make you believe absurdities, which is what we have with all these alternative facts, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. So for everyone, it's bringing up all that took place in Europe and where it started uh, I don't even like to say the name, but with the Hitler regime. And that is what is so fearful. Those who can make you believe the absurdities. And here from the White House, we have alternative facts every day. We have out and out lies every day, lies that can be proven to be lies as such. So we are in very scary times. And it, I, I, there's so many people that I know and respect that did vote for Trump. I call them the Trumpets. And I, I keep saying to all day long, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they did. And for your listeners who may be in the market for some high-quality alternative facts, I now have a uh, launched a business, and I am selling um, very high-quality alternative facts um, and making them available via my website. So um, I, I think that we, uh, you know, this is a, a growing market and something I'd like to serve. I know you're being funny, Steve, but the, uh, the folks who don't know you, you're just trying to add a little humor to a I very serious to. situation. So what did you put up on there that you want to sell the Brooklyn Bridge at a good price? <laughs> but for people that are so serious about what's going on, they I won't know. be able to I hear know. it. Uh, well, you know what you were talking to about. You were talking to before about um, you know um, not acting, uh, you know, for uh, let's say Republicans, but anyone not acting um, according to their values and their conscience on certain things, or, and wrestling with those. I think there's a lot of, and also in fear of being decimated by a tweet. I heard a very interesting um, program uh, just uh, a day or two, a couple of days ago. Um, and it's a it's a program about how technology is not just um, it, it's it's not just changing our lives it's changing our reality. And they gave a story of a a young woman who uh, was getting on a plane to go to um, I think to go home to South Africa, uh, and she tweeted something sarcastically. I don't remember what it was, but it sounded. If you didn't know her and you didn't know the context of, you know, the type of humor, it sounded really overtly racist. You know, it was like uh, something like, oh, I'm going to Africa. I hope I don't pick up HIV. She doesn't really believe that. It was just like that stereotypes about what people think about going to Africa. And she was saying that. Well, with, you know, she had had um, something like, you know, 300 followers uh, to her Twitter feed um, before she got on the plane. By the time she got off the plane, this had traveled around the world. People were leaving her, you know, hate threats and, uh, you know, messages to uh, telling, contacting her employer, telling that they, they should fire her. And it, actu- it, it wound up ruining her life, you know, because it was sort of like what she had put out there in the universe had taken on an entire life of its own. And that virtual life of its own had turned around to destroy her her real life, you know, her life in the real world. And this is, we see this, you know, I think pe- people are terrified of this because they've seen what can happen with a, a tweet from, uh, from Trump. And <clears throat> we've seen it. There's also now people studying, you may have heard this, is, there are people studying um, uh, and, and corporations are looking at uh, having pro, uh, proactive strategies in case Trump tweets something about them because we've seen the stock price of a company uh, change within as much as four seconds after a tweet from the president that mentions that company's name for good or for bad. 
So, um, so there's this world going on in cyberspace that is reacting to things, that is trying to make bets about how things will affect other things and so on and so forth, and it, it's having an impact on people's lives. And I think people are, uh, you know, are rightfully afraid of things that, that, that they, once it gets out into the world, the things that they can't control. And what we want to have an impact on your life, and you can count on it being in a very positive way, is listening to this show every day. And hearing the words of our very uh, worldly, famous health guru, author, and poet, her voice, her words, Beverly Nadler. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. You will see my picture on the upper left of the homepage, and right under that it says follow. And if you click on that, you need not miss any of our extraordinary shows. You will find out about every show, every guest, every topic through your emails. Uh, So a lot of people like world-renowned psychic Peter Marks, we have the exclusive with him, and he's on every single month, and you want to know when he's on so you could call in for your free on-air mini questions and concerns address. So we have many people, extraordinary shows, every topic, uh, because we want to reach all of you, and we want to see this as an indivisible nation where we're all positive and and peace-loving and living by the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Back to you, Steve. Thank you, Joyce, and thank you for those beautiful thoughts. I think it's very, very helpful. The quotes you picked were really perfect today. There was something else that the um, author uh, last night about the sources of rage and so on was was uh, pointing to, and I want to mention this here too because it's it's front and center right now with the travel ban and um, you know selecting the seven countries and. Uh, to single out and whether um, this is an anti-Muslim ban, which is what Trump had had promised, and so on and so forth, and and he he was arguing that the um, the equ- equating of terrorism with Islam is um, ridiculous. Um, he went through the history of uh, terrorism actually being um, uh, uh, the worst episodes of terrorism actually being in the last, not the last century, in the um, in the uh, 19th century, with uh, significant heads of state being assassinated in both Europe and and America, which um, laid the groundwork for uh, subsequent wars and so on and so forth. And and you know, I, I think here, and it's fun, I haven't seen this brought up in any news broadcast. Was the years worth of uh, Catholic 
um, and Christian um, uh, terrorist uh, fighting in Northern Ireland uh, over many, many years, and bombings in um, in London, uh, you know, uh, by the um, Irish Republican Party, and um, so on and so forth. And so it, he was he was just pointing that the the you know uh, the talking about um, one point three or one point five billion people in the world who are of uh, you know claim uh, Islam as their faith. Uh, to talk about, you know, a war on Islam or that, you know, it's just, I do understand it in terms of dynamics in the Middle East, for sure. And there's certainly truth to, um, you know, jihadist uh, uh, Islam. But I I think it was uh, it was sobering. He also talked about um, the, uh, the origins of suicide bombing uh, coming from Hinduism. And so, um, you know, it, it was just providing a more a, a larger historical and uh, global cultural perspective uh, on that. But that's a that's a side issue. So, you know, for me, I I um, applaud those who are have already been finding ways to take action. Thank you to all those who participated in the women's marches around the country. Uh, and in the around protests the that in around the world, and uh, in the protests, uh, you know, uh, about the travel ban, and in other protests that have been going on, um, or who have been engaged in calling their uh, Congress people, uh, writing letters, and so on. So, for those of you who have jumped into action, I just want to express a, a deep and profound thank you for you. Uh, and as Joyce said, there's there's no uh, quoted, you know, there's no action that's too small. Um, you know, the only the only bad thing is inaction. Uh, however, I would also say that there is action in terms of taking care of ourselves uh, and on our in, own inter- tending and nurturing our own internal peace, uh, our own internal um, uh, sanity. And finding the ways that we have to do that, whether it's spending time in your garden or with your children or grandchildren or your parents or grandparents or um, with your friends, uh, being uh, being with people or being away from people, uh, taking a media break for two or three days, which can be very uh, freeing. Um, the world is uh, the, the reality of the world is much broader than what comes through your little um, tele- our little television screens. So um, these ways of taking care of ourselves are particularly important in times like this so that we can be effective. And uh, I want to honor and and applaud people who are consciously and purposefully taking care of themselves and standing up for their their deep-seated convictions in whatever ways uh, they are able to do that. And finally, I I really want to um, express uh, a, a vote of appreciation and support uh, for those who are um, those who are the folks who who voted for Trump with a hope of really shaking things up and changing things because that's what often leads to a presidential election people want to shake things up and change things um, hopefully not in a white nationalist supremacist kind of a way but just based on pain in your own local in, in your own experience in your own life I, I um, hope and pray that um, there are outcomes that lead to the, um, uh, you know, that lead to improvement in people's lives throughout the country and throughout the world. And I don't yet know how that might be, but um, sometimes uh, these kinds of shocking developments, like the uh, the, the election that we had, can be a, cataly- a catalyst uh, for um, great and positive change. And that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm putting my uh, my bets on. Long term, and and I want to uh, you know share something so we end on a positive uh, note, uh, and and also give inspiration to people to go check out that movement. I I am so thrilled to know about that because I can really get the word out as well. Indivisible dot com. So I just want to read a few things that might inspire you uh, to take note of that. Martin Niemöller, he was a Protestant pastor and social activist. This is a very famous uh, uh, thing that he wrote, and there's several versions of the same thing. 
so let me read one. When the Nazis came for the communists, I remained silent. I was not a communist. When they locked up the social democrats, I remained silent. I was not a social democrat. When they came for the trade unionists, I did not speak out. I was not a trade unionist. When they came for the Jews, I remained silent. I wasn't a Jew. When they came for me, there was no one left to speak out. So that's a very profound and impactful statement. And I just want to read two more. Afrika Bambata said the universal Zulu nation stands to acknowledge wisdom, understanding, freedom, justice, and equality, peace, unity, love, and having fun Work, overcoming the negative through the positive, science, mathematics, faith, facts, and the wonders of God, whether we call him Allah, Yehovah, Yahweh, or Jah. So I thought that really covered a lot of bases, and this by Queen Elizabeth II. I know of no single formula for success, but over the years I have observed that some attributes of leadership are universal and are often about finding ways of encouraging people to combine their efforts, their talents, their insights, their enthusiasm, and their inspiration to work together. So, folks, I know there's so many of you concerned about you human rights, women's rights, gay rights, civil rights, all all of that. And I often think of one person who is my hero in this regard, and that would be Rosa Parks, a, 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 a singer, a frail woman uh, who simply by refusing to give up her seat on a city bus literally had a lot to do with impacting the beginning of the civil rights movement, of course, you know, along with Dr. King. But here's this woman. All she did was not give up her seat. She ended up in jail for it, but she was a symbol of all of us who say, what can I do? What is the one step I can make? Uh, I have a friend, Alinda, out in Roosevelt Island who told me about the group, as you were saying, Steve, even small groups can join this movement i'll let them know at roosevelt island they just started a group being inspired by that extraordinary march all over the world to see what they can do so we have to let our voices be heard and today i'm very grateful to you dr steve fitzgerald uh for having your voice be heard uh you're always a, you know a, a pleasure an extraordinary person i adore having you in your life and and your partner drew as well and look forward to when i can get out to california and be your guest only problem with that is i hate leaving it to come back home you're so good to me. <laughs> so i thank you for that so what message do you want to leave what is your closing message uh you know be the change you wish to see in the world in 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 how you're approaching this, you know, I think John Lewis provides such a wonderful model for all of us in terms of, you know, being a champion of change in lived action over time. And you know, if 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 I notice that I'm approaching this from a standpoint of judging, blaming, demonizing, um, uh, discounting, ignoring. Um, uh, revenge, uh, and all of those kinds of, if that's the kind of energy that I'm approaching an action with, what kind of an outcome am I going to be generating both intended and unintended? I think it's very important for us to, to attend to um, not, you know, to, to living in alignment with whatever our spiritual values are, you know, from whatever our faith tradition might be or background um, you know, or just our values in general. And so, you know, be kind to yourself and to one another. Um, listen, seek to understand, not just to be heard. And um, and that can be very difficult when the differences are so great. 
So I think that um, that is is key to how we go about this, not just the action, but who we're being as we engage in the action. Very, very well stated. And I want to cite again the words of President John Kennedy, if not us, who? If not now, when? And this is an original poem in my words to drive that point home. Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? Make today the day for your participation. And once again, that extraordinary site is indivisibleguide.com. Thank you, Dr. Steve, so much for your participation today in this show. Uh, We will get that message out with that movement, that which I really knew nothing about, so I'm very grateful to you for that. And uh, in closing, I want to share my special prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. So, folks, we pray for all of you. We pray for this great country of ours, America. We pray for peace around the whole world as well. And we want you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us. And you can do that starting right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the white Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show and her poetry was just so good you know i want to listen to joyce again and again as joyce would say if not now when he did the mash the joyce barry mash joyce barry mash she is a coaching smash he did the mash you'll catch on in a flash he did the mash 
the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> Have a fantastic day wow. and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. Wow. <laughs>